Hi. That was Brittany. And that's Jonathan. And welcome to another episode of Real Time Talk. So this week we are going over chapter 23, which is called Children, a Blessing. And I am sick. (laughs) So bear with him because he's not loud usually and now he's even stuffier. (laughs) Yeah, good times. (laughs) Okay, so just like every other episode, we're going to be going through... Um, this chapter of Adventist Home, and we're going to be uh, reading through some uh, sections that stood out to us, and hopefully you will listen. Hopefully. (laughs) Okay, so first one. He who gave Eve to Adam as a a helpmeet. I don't know what I was about to read. (laughs) Not English. (laughs) He who gave Eve to Adam as a helpmeet ordained that men and women should be united in holy wedlock to rear families whose members, crowned with honor, should be recognized as members of the family above. I don't have much to say about that. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's essentially just saying that God um, gave Eve to Adam as a helpmeet to ordain the fact that men and women should be united together in marriage and they should be full and multiply and have little members of their family that are potentially in well practically in training to be members of the family above Uh yeah Okay. okay so second one Children are the heritage of the Lord, and we are answerable to him for our management of his property. I mean, anytime you borrow something from somebody, you're always responsible for returning it in working order, if not better than when you got it mm-hmm. from that person. The same thing goes with kids. Like, if God gave you that child, he's expecting you to return it either, you know, better than when you found it. Just like the parable of the talents the one guy who just returned it to him as is and didn't do anything with it he's like stupid person i take that and give it to somebody else so it could arguably it could be said the same thing with children he wants you to grow his investments and his investments are his children Mm -hmm. um yeah and i mean we are all alive thanks to the the breath of life that god has given us and he has entrusted us with these children and it is our job to make sure that they bring glory to god and to the breath of life that has been given to them mm-hmm. okay a childless house is a desolate place the hearts of the inmates are in danger of becoming selfish of cherishing a love for their own ease and consulting their own desires and conveniences yeah children are selfish that's not at all what that just said sorry i'm sick (laughs) it says that a childless house is a Uh, desolate place and the people who live in a childless house are in danger of becoming selfish and of cherishing love for their own ease and consulting their own desires and conveniences yeah what that said so yeah people sorry people who don't have children have a tendency to uh, be more frivolous with their money and waste their time on things that may not advance um, their spirituality or the spirituality of those around them. Well, so it's one thing to keep in mind. 
they also get used to being in a household where they don't have to cater to other people. They have no inconveniences, or little to none at least. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they they uh, they essentially they start to um, to become selfish, and then they don't appreciate the minor. Like they don't they they become like um, they get pushed over by minor inconveniences, and they don't grow in their lives. Um, that's not to say that like. Like, every situation is different. Um, and if you're married and you can't have kids, that's a completely different situation. Or if God is calling you not to have children, you know, like, there's there's different situations. But if God has brought you together to have children and you don't, there's a high chance that it will be very much easier for the devil to enter into your home um, through selfishness and... Um, like an ease of life when two compose a family as in your case there are no children to call into exercise uh, yeah into exercise patience forbearance and true love there is need of constant watchfulness lest selfishness obtain the supremacy lest you yourselves become the center and you require attention care and interest which you feel under no obligation to bestow upon others so yeah um having children is like the ultimate test of your relationship as a couple is to have children and to raise them so people who don't take on that ultimate test usually will find themselves lacking in the final grade of their relationship so they haven't weathered the storm of like you know being tired and exhausted and still having this uh uh, this dependent who is depending on you to do everything for them and then having to manage all that and still have fine time for each other so they don't reap the rewards of having those experiences to benefit them mm-hmm. okay so next one The sympathy, forbearance, and love required in dealing with children would be a blessing in any household. I mean, this just kind of adds on to what we've just said like three times. Um, The amount of work that goes into raising children ends up being a blessing and you grow from it as a parent as well as your child growing from your parenting. Yeah. it. I I don't think that I can say much more about that as what I just said. Um, but yeah, being a parent is the, is, is the, um, is the final exam of the, of your relationship. I can't, I don't think I can put in better words. If you don't take the final exam, then you'll never, you'll have to settle with the grade that you got and you'll never be able to get anything higher than that. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, you have children and then there's, the time period after your children are grown, that's a a whole other test to your relationship. And, you know, if you're never really weathering different storms together as a couple, then what are you doing? Are you just living together? You're just roommates? Like you're just chilling till you die kind of thing? Like, are, are you bringing anything to the world that, are you bringing anything into the world that is beneficial, um, that, that will add, to the lives of those who are remaining and will it bring glory to God? 
And if you can fulfill both of those while still not having children, then good on you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Care and, affen- af- care and affection for dependent children removes the roughness from our natures, makes us tender and sympathetic, and has an influence to develop the nobler elements of our character. Yeah, when you take care of, um, it's close to my face. When you have to care for dependents, like children, um, or uh, your children, or other people's children, like adoptees or whatever, um, it brings to your to your character like a sense of care and affection that like you cannot achieve any other way, like. Yeah, you can care for animals all you want. You need to be gentle and stuff like that. But like when you have to care for your own offspring or the offspring of others on a 24-7 basis, it changes who you are. And you once you're in parent mode, you're always in parent mode. But ask any parent and they'll tell you that. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it, it it smooths our edges and it takes the things that we never dealt with as children ourselves or as adults, you know, in our lives before we had kids are, it takes those trials that we never dealt with or we never fixed, um, and puts them into tiny beings that are very blunt and open and will tell it like it is. Um, and it's kind of a second chance for you to, to fix those things in yourself, but also, you know, having kids, there's such a huge responsibility because, you now have to raise this child to be able to be self-sufficient and a respectable human being without you. Um, your pets are going to be with you forever. So you can they can be horrible and bite people and jump on people and you're, they're going to be with you forever. So you can kind of guide them and train them until they die. But children, after 18 years, technically you're done. You have no more... Um, you can't add more to what you've already done. So you, you essentially have 18 years to make them into a good member of society that'll bring glory to God. I say you have less time than that. I say you have to about, to about the age of 12. And after that point, is there's not much more you can do. Like you can only do like 80% of the work until they're 12. And then the last six years is, uh, six plus years is, it's only the icing on the cakes. If your cake is garbage, well, don't think icing's going to be able to fix that. I think you just still have a huge influence after the age of 12. It's just like most of the building and, and, and um, the investment, yeah, the foundation that you have to build is before then. Um, and if you did that wrong, then good luck doing anything after the age of 12. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely, it brings... it. It smooths out not only your rough edges in the sense of, like, your your character. And, you know, most people think kids will make me swear less. Kids will make me, um, I don't know, they'll make me more, a, a little bit more, like, fun to kids kind of thing. But, no, they, they will make you um, less angry, more understanding. They will make you... Uh, Do I bring out the best in you or the worst in you? And usually when they bring out the worst... They will, they will also correct the worst and make you realize that it is the worst in you. Yeah. Although you think you're raising them, they're also kind of raising you. <laughs> um, okay. 
So, children are committed to their parents as a precious trust, which God will one day require at their hands. We should give to their training more time, more care, and more prayer. They need more of the right kind of instruction. Yeah. Um, if you're going to have kids, you need to realize that it's a full, both hands, kind of 24-7 hands-on experience. You have to make sure that you teach them right or else you're going to be raising your grandkids. Mm-hmm. Don't, yeah, the, the saying, if you spoil your kids, you'll have to raise your grandkids. Um, and essentially, you know, add add more time, more prayer, and more care to their upbringing because you did not bring people into the world just to give them a tablet and watch them survive. Yeah. You know, you're, you're there to make a safe place for them, um, give them a testing ground for them to be able to actually go out in the world and not have to test out everything out in the world and then get much worse consequences than they would ever get at home. It's a lot of work, but it's a very fruitful and um, enjoyable work. Um, a lot of parents I've heard, they say, uh, I've heard them say, um, the days are long, but the years are short. And you look back on it and you think that every second of it was a blessing. Yeah. That's, uh, we did our interview with our parents and uh, my parents and that's what they said. Enjoy every moment while you can. Mm-hmm. Okay, so last one here. Okay, here. Okay, so last one. Remember that your sons and daughters are younger members of God's family. He has committed them to your care to train and educate for heaven. You must yeah. render an account to him for the manner in which you discharge your sacred trust. Mm-hmm. God's going to hold you responsible for whatever you have done with his investments. If you have not invested them properly and he has not seen substantial growth, um, he will, you know... He will, he will hold you accountable for your sins. Yeah, he, 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 he'll give you a stern talking to when that, but you know what I mean. But when you think about it, though, um, if God gave you the, and, and first of all, God gave you and you accepted because you decided to have sex and have a child. Um, he gave you the opportunity and you accepted that opportunity to raise a child. It would be a great disservice if not, a moral sin to to not raise them properly you brought them into the world and it is your responsibility to take care of them it's like if you know the saying says give a man a fish and he eats for a day give a man teach a man a fish and he can eat for rest eat for life if god gives you a fishing pole and instructions on how to feed on how to fish fish (laughs) teaches you how to fish and you don't do any fishing if he comes back, he's like, why did I waste my time with you? You clearly are a waste of the resources I've given you. I'm going to give it to someone else who's actually going to take them and use it properly. Mm-hmm. The same analogy with kids. God is giving you this 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 child. He's giving you an instruction manual of how he wants them brought up. And if you're not doing that and you just let this child waste away, he's going to look at you and be like, you waste of space. Why did I bother give you this child? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So that was it. It was a very short one, um, but I think a very jam-packed short one. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to us at info.lessonsforyou at gmail.com. 
Um, you can find us on Instagram at realtime underscore talk, Facebook at realtime talk podcast. Um, and we're also on YouTube for certain, um, usually higher, um, like more, more sought after episodes are on YouTube. Um, just because it takes forever to download onto YouTube. Upload. That's what I meant. Okay, so stay in school. Sabbath school. Stay in Sabbath school.